In this episode, Ken Schumann and a group of faith walkers reflect on the topic of self-differentiation. Who do you want to be? This conversation was originally recorded in October of 2021. We want to remind you, Faith Walking's mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. Visit us at www.faithwalking.us. Join this conversation. So we're going to talk about something more faith walking oriented. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to do a Bible study uh, related to it. And I want to just acknowledge that I'm still in process with this. Okay. So it's not clean and neat and nice and compacted. And uh, even though I'm going to give you some of that, I'm doing some study on self-differentiation. I, I want to remind you what I believe deeply and what we teach in faith walking is our growth and self-differentiation. So let me just say a few preliminary things related to it. Self-differentiation and emotional maturity go hand in hand. They are somewhat the same. And we, we don't increasingly grow in our emotional maturity as we age, just automatically. We just don't do that. Typically, people come out of their families of origin. So our first 17 years, our first formation, we come out of our families of origin at a level of self-differentiation. And without any coaching, counseling, training, or education work around self-differentiation, we will die at the very same level that we entered adulthood with. So it's just important to know that. What I'm wanting to say is without intentional effort, we will not grow in our emotional maturity. It doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't happen just by us living And that's why we repeat patterns and why we stay stuck and and those kinds of things. The other thing that I want to say that I think is really important is that self-differentiation and emotional maturity is not a destination. It's a direction in life. I want to move toward becoming more emotionally mature and more self-differentiated. What is self-differentiation? Self-differentiation is the capacity. So it's a couple of things. It's the capacity to think about my life and for my life to be more thoughtful than reactive. I come out of my family of origin at this place of self-differentiation, and I'm also, I'm impacted by what other people think, how other people behave, what other people do. So it's others focused rather than, than, than being focused on who I want to be in the moment. That's part of self-differentiation. So let, let me give you five things. So if you you want your bullet points, here's the bullet points. Five things. When when I'm growing, when I'm moving towards self-differentiation and emotional maturity, I am taking responsibility for my own life. I'm responsible for myself and to myself, which means that I less and less, I increasingly blame others less for how I feel. 
or for how I am. So think about how often we blame others. Well, you know, it's my wife's fault. If she was, if she was a better wife, I'd be happier. Well, it's Angela's fault. If she would be a better administrative assistant, my life would be so much better. And, and recognize in that, that we think we take responsibility for ourselves, but we really don't often. And what, what that means is, is that we live lives as if we're victims to the world. Well, this happened to me. These people treated me this way. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story in a moment about that. Um, So when I take responsibility for myself, I'm not looking for other people to take care of me or fix my problems or do it for me. I'm learning to take responsibility for my own life. So I, I take responsibility for myself. And then all, all of you know, we talk a lot about managing anxiety. The second thing that comes with self-differentiation and emotional maturity is I learn to control myself. I control my reactivity. So I'm not reacting to what other people are doing all the time, increasingly. I control myself. Number three, I define myself. And I define myself with my boundaries and, and my guiding principles and values. We don't define ourselves. We all think we define ourselves. Oh, yeah, I take responsibility for my own life. I define myself. Uh, but, but, if, but if I'm not thinking about how do I want to be? How do I want to show up? Then I'm allowing circumstances and my reactivity to, cir to circumstances to guide my life rather than me showing up in the way that I want to show up in the world. So let me, let me give you a, a, an illustration of that because I, I, it feels like time for an illustration. Uh, so a lot of my story, I'm going to tell you all. So uh, Wednesday night, uh, many of you are my Facebook friends, and you, you already know I got to go to the baseball game, the World Series game. Uh, I got to go because the, the CEO of our seminary system, uh, which is uh, expanding and growing in this new network, he, they were his tickets. He got the tickets, and he has a, I think this is the story, that he has a friend that actually works for Major League Baseball, and he got his tickets through, through Major League Baseball. And uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you that part of the story in a moment. I want to stop, though, and tell you. So after the game, we had won. Astros pulled out a victory. I was excited. And there were six of us that got to go. And, and all of us came different. We came in our own cars. And, you know, it, it was just a, an eclectic mix. And I'm in the parking lot waiting to, to leave. And one of the things, uh, so I, I've, I've been to, I go to a number of baseball games, but I've never been to a World Series game. And there, were, there I mean, there's so much more uh, stuff around the stadium. I mean, streets are blocked off and big 18-wheel trailers are, are everywhere. So the traffic congestion after the game was just like double what it normally was. So I get to my car in the, in the parking lot that, oh, by the way, was triple what it normally costs to park, um, which was really expensive. And I'm not even going to tell you how much I paid to park. And, and as I get in my car, 
I, I define myself by saying, okay, Ken, there's no reason to be in a hurry. You be patient. You be calm. Just relax. Turn on the radio. I mean, that's so I'm coaching myself and I'm, and I'm defining myself in that moment. And, and so it's really slow. And I'm in a parking lot where two lanes are merging into one lane and then exiting the parking and getting on the street. And we're two, two lights over. And I, I literally, we sat there for 10 minutes with nobody moving. Okay. But then we move a little bit, two or three cars get to exit. And, and we're doing, with these two lanes merging, we're doing what people typically do, and it's every other car, okay? So one from the other side goes, and then one from my side goes, and then one from the other side goes. And so I'm waiting my turn, and when I get up there, this guy and his friend in a pickup truck decide they're not letting me go. I mean, they break the unofficial rules of what you're supposed to do, right? And here's what he says. Well, why should I be the one to wait? So think about that moment and think about how would you behave? What would you do next? Lots of folks I know would be tempted to flip him off, <laughs> right? I know none of you good godly Christians would do that, but I know people that would do that uh, or cuss him out. Anyway, the, the point I'm wanting to make in that is a lack of differentiation is about reacting to what other people do. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't shot also so. Uh, and I was, and, and in the back of my mind, I, 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 that was already there. But uh, so, but what I was able to do, just because I'm working on this, is I was able to reconnect with how I wanted to show up. How I wanted to show up is calm and patient. You know what? Don't worry about it. Let it go. Now, in my past and in my not too, too, too distant past. What I would have done was not said anything more, but then I would have grumbled, complained, and been mad inside all the way home. But I decided, okay, no, how, how do I want to be in this moment? I, I, I just want to be patient and calm. The Astros just won. I want to celebrate. I, 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 I'm in no rush. So what I want you to see is it's in those moments when we react to what other people do that our differentiation gets tested. Will I be responsible for myself or will I be irresponsible and just react? And unfortunately, too many times I've just reacted. Now, I'm telling you all that because I did fairly decent, and so I can tell the story. You know, if, it, if I'd done horrible, then I probably wouldn't be telling the story. Uh, but, but I was, the, the other part of it is because I was, I, I was defining myself, I was defining how am I going to show up even when other people don't behave the way I want them to behave. And that's my progress toward becoming more self-differentiated. It takes work. It takes effort. It takes intentionality. It takes thinking. And unfortunately, folks, here's the problem. Thinking is hard work. And that's why we don't do it very often. <laughs> you know, we think we do. But really, all we do is react out of, out of our, our reactivity. And so be responsible for yourself, control yourself, define yourself, 
And then here's the other, the other big piece of that in, in my story and allow others to be themselves, even when they decide to be different than you. Well, wait just a second. Everybody knows the rules, right? One goes, then the other goes. And then this one, I mean, every, I mean, nobody wrote the rules down, but those are the rules. And this guy, so, so what, so I had to also work on, you know what, if, if that guy wants to be that way, he gets to be that way. Why do I need to react to how he's being? Just because he's not being like I want him to be, or just because I want to name call and say, what a jerk, what a selfish jerk he is. It's not my job to control him. Yeah. So be responsible for self, control self, define self, allow others to be themselves. And then with the important people in your life, stay connected to them. Even, you know, he's not an important person in my life. I don't even know his name. Uh, and, and so we're not in relation. But, it, but if that was a relative, then how do I let him be obnoxious and rude and yet stay connected and yet continue to define myself? That's what self-definition looks like. So those, those are just some thoughts. Uh, so let me tell you the rest of the story. So before I got in the parking lot, so going to the baseball, all I was, I was just excited to go to the baseball game. I wasn't thinking about self-differentiation or emotional maturity or managing anxiety. I was just thinking about the baseball game, but it was, it was fascinating because it, it, it's a case study in differentiation because the president invited all of the people who went, and some of them I didn't even know. So we had one other professor who is a counseling professor, and I'm in the theology department, ministry department. He's in the counseling department, and so we don't interact a whole lot. I don't know him very well. Uh, there was a board member who I've, who I've known for 30 years. And, and in fact, at one point I was his pastor, but we're not buddies. Okay. So I don't really know him and I haven't, I mean, we don't interact. There was another board person who is an African-American uh, female pastor of a congregation here in Houston and her husband, who I'd never met before, either of them. And, and then there was a person that works in the administration uh, at the seminary, who all, who I know because she was one of my students at one time. And then there's me, okay? So there's six of us. And, uh, and the first thing, the guy I'm, I've known the longest got the tickets. And uh, the way tickets are done these days, everything's done electronically. It's on your phone. So he had all six tickets on his phone. So the first thing is you got to find him. All right. And so he said, OK, we're going to meet at the corner of Texas and Crawford, which is, uh, you know, kind of the northeast corner of uh, Minute Maid Park for you that live in Houston. And OK, that's where we're going to meet. And we're going to meet at five o'clock. Well, each of us gets to be our own person. I'm not in charge. Now, do any of you know anything about me? Yeah, y'all know something about me because I tell my stories all the time. Well, one thing you have to know about me is when I go to a ball game, am I going to be early or am I going to be late? Somebody say it out loud, Angela. Early. 
Yeah, I'm gonna be early. Yeah, I'm gonna be early. So, so I get there early, and I'm standing on the corner of Crawford and Texas, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and uh, eventually the the other professor shows up. Uh, bottom line is, uh, finally the guy with the tickets. I text him and say, "Man, are you here? I can't find you." And he says, "Oh no, I'm gonna be 15 minutes late." I'm, I'm running late. And, and so, okay. So, so, uh, so we're standing there. Finally, he gets there and, and he says, uh, where's everybody else? Well, there, there were still three. I, I, we don't have a clue. <laughs> you know, we don't know where they, so then they, they start uh, texting and calling. And, and this, uh, this one couple said, we're standing right at the corner of Texas and, and Crawford. Uh, we're right under the sign that says, uh, uh, I forget what it says, but the, where, where the, uh, where they sell t-shirts and stuff. Uh, and, and we start, and that's where we're standing. <laughs> and we say, well, they're not here. Where are they? Well, I've never met these people. The other professors never met these, these folks, but the, but the board member has met them. He knows what they look like. And he's like, I don't see them either. So then we walk up and down the sides of the stadium, uh, you know, and, and, and while we're doing that, my anxiety, so I've got some anxiety, my anxiety starts boiling over and, and I start mumbling and saying, you know, why don't they just listen to the instructions and just do what it said, show up here, show up at this time, this is the corner, uh, uh, be here now, and, and we can't find them. And, and, and this guy who I've known for 30 years looked at me and he said, man, he said, I bet you grade really hard, don't you? <laughs> and I said, no, actually, I don't. I'm pretty easy with my grading. And he said, man, it doesn't sound like it to me because I'm mumbling and complaining. So see, my own anxiety is, is showing up and I'm not showing up like I really want to, because I hadn't thought about how I'm going to show up. Um, finally, we come back to the corner and we're standing there with this other professor and we're looking around. And, and finally, this board member says, oh, well, there they are, right, standing right over there. Somehow he had overlooked them. They'd been standing there for 10 minutes and he didn't see them. So, okay, we get them. Now we're still missing one. And finally, we find out she's standing across the street at the Westin, in, uh, uh, which is at the corner of Crawford in Texas, but not on the Minute Maid Park side of the street. So now we finally get all six people herded up. Well, by this time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you more information than you wanna know, okay? But by this time, I've been there for like 45 minutes. And I've driven 45 minutes from my house. So you know what I need in the worst possible way? I need the restroom in the worst possible way. So we, we and, and oh, by the way, and, and the guy with the tickets has got to get us in. All right. So we've got, I mean, he's got all the tickets on his phone. <laughs> uh, and, and so he gets us in and then he says, okay, we're inside. What, what would y'all like to do now? Do you want to go get something to eat? Do you want to go to the seats? You know, have you ever been at the stadium before? And, and, and in my own anxiety, I say, listen, uh, I've been here before. 
just tell me where the seats are so I can find them. And he gives me the number and he says, uh, and I say, I'm going to the restroom. I'm going to get some food and then I'm going to my seat and I'll meet y'all there. So, so I head off on my own, which is fine, which is what I want to do. And I go to the restroom, feel 100% better, uh, get myself something to eat, which I paid triple the price for also, by the way. And, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, okay, the, the president of the seminary, the CEO of our seminary network knows a guy with Major League Baseball. These seats are going to be really good. Yeah, we were two rows from the top. We were, we were up in the nosebleed. I mean, literally, uh, I was afraid uh, for this, this one couple, the couple, because I wasn't sure they were going to be able to climb the stairs. I mean, it was steep. It was hard. So I get up there and, and again, we're way early. And I promise you, I'm sitting there for 30 minutes and wondering, where are these people and what are they doing? To make a long story short, uh, they finally arrived, and 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 so we're sitting, we're sitting uh, there, and so I had sat in the the first of our seats, and and they all came up the same way I did, so I ended up just moving down, and they all lined up, and so here's here's the way the seating arrangement was. I was at the far left end. Um, the uh, the former student of mine was sitting beside me. The female pastor was sitting next to her. Her husband was sitting next to her. And then the guy I know the best and the other seminary professor are sitting down the other end, six seats away. And when, when I go to baseball, when I go to any athletic event, so this is part of who I am and it's part of who I choose to be, okay? I'm into the strategy of the game. So I'm thinking about the strategy. Uh, so at a baseball game, here's what I mean. I'm, I'm looking on the board at what every pitch was, whether it was curveball, a slider, changeup, a fastball, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm figuring in my head what the next pitch is going to be. And I'm watching the base runners, and I'm, I'm just thinking about all the baseball strategy. That's how I enjoy a game. I want to know, okay, wow, did you see that double steal? And wow, what a perfect time, and how, how all that worked. So the bottom line is, I don't want to be messed with at a baseball game. I don't want to be messed with at a football game. You, I'm not very fun. Don't come sit beside me hoping, oh, man, I'm going to sit by Ken and we're just going to have the biggest time talking about all this stuff because I ain't talking about it, right? And, and here's the deal. So I, I, I get home from the game and, and the next day I start thinking about it and I got anxious. Well, was I rude? You know, I, I, I didn't really talk to them very much. Uh, I mean, the, the student sat next to me about three times during the game, turned to me and said, are you okay? Well, yeah, I'm great. I'm having an awesome time. Uh, but because she and the lady next to her, they talked through the whole game. They had a great time visiting through the, through the whole game. And I guess the guys down the other end talked. I don't know. I wasn't with them. But 
but then I, I did some of this work and said, you know what? I behaved exactly like I wanted to behave. I'm not responsible for anybody. I'm not responsible to be a teacher at the baseball game. I'm not responsible to be a life coach at the baseball game. I don't really know these folks all that well. I wasn't discourteous. I wasn't unfriendly. And, I, and it wasn't like I, I wasn't willing to talk when people wanted to talk. But I also was able to go to the baseball game and just be me. And so I had to coach myself into some of that. And, and say, okay, what's okay and what's not okay? Uh, well, it, it's okay for me to go to a baseball game and enjoy it the way I want to enjoy it. Uh, by the way, I, you know, I, I started thinking, I'm sure there's, well, there's never been a time that I've been to a ball game of any kind that I didn't go with either family or friends. That I, that I know really well, that we all know each other and we're just hanging. I mean, so, so it was just different going with a group of people that you don't know very well. And we were unified because we were all affiliated with the seminary. And so none of those, by the way, the older couple wore face masks for themselves. None of the rest of us did. Uh, and everybody got to be differentiated. Everybody, the other part of the story I wanted to tell you, I forgot. Uh, right at the beginning, we're talking, and uh, the, the other seminary professor, the, the younger seminary professor, uh, was talking and wanted to know how, uh, how the board member and I knew each other. And I said, well, I was his pastor 30 years ago, and we've, we've known each other for a long time. And, and the seminary professor got a, 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 got a kind of funny look on his face, and he looked at me, and he said, well, how Baptist is this outing going to be? And, and I knew what he was asking. Do you know what he was asking? Is it going to be okay for me to buy a beer? That's what he's asking. <laughs> are, are we going to be so Baptist that I can't have a beer at the ball game? <laughs> and I said, dude, I, I'm, I'm not really Baptist anymore, and I don't care what you do. So one, one guy had, had a cold beverage. Uh, it's likely that somebody else had a cold beverage and didn't bring it up to, to where we were, but everybody got to be themselves. You see, uh, if he wants to buy a beer, he gets to have a beer. If I believe, and I don't, but if I believed having a beer is, is not the right thing, well, then I don't have a beer, but I don't worry about him having a beer. And that's what self-differentiation looks like. So we live in a, a highly divided world. We live with lots of division and polarization. And what I believe the antidote for that is, is for all of us to work on ourselves and on our own differentiation and worry less about what other people are going to, are, are doing, whether, whether that's have a cold beverage or not have a cold beverage. And by the way, had he brought a cold beverage up and offered it to me, I would have enjoyed the cold beverage with him. But, uh, but, but that, but that's not the, that the, the point I'm wanting to make is I don't get to, I don't, I don't get to think for him. And I don't, I don't get to control him, and I don't get to even, I'm not even going to criticize him for making choices that are different from anybody else's choices, if they were different from my choices, uh, because that's what differentiation looks like. So it, it just was an interesting example for me of 
how diversity comes together. So there was age diversity, race diversity, denominational diversity, probably diversity in a lot of other ways. We were united around the cause of the Astros baseball and and yet we got to be differentiated and show up as ourselves. And I got to be me. And if we were going to do it all over again, I would more intentionally just show up as me and say, okay, I'm just going to be me. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to do what I do. And I'm not going to worry. And mostly I didn't. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I'm sorry it took longer than I expected it to take. Well, what's that stir up? Anything? What do you want to talk about related to that? The one thing you don't get to do is criticize me, though, okay? You have me laughing so hard, I'm in tears. <laughs> I promise that's the stuff that happens to me. And I don't know how you held it together so well. Uh, but especially when you got to make a restroom run and all that mix and trying to find <laughs> people. Ooh. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm really learning a lot of that differentiation stuff, or, or at least being tested through it these past this past month. And... Mm -hmm. I, I, I've had to really be compassionate with myself this week. You know, I don't always show up good or the way that I want to. And, mm -hmm. you know, and then I do like you, you were saying, you wake up the next day and then that conversation's going over in your head. Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, did I do this wrong? Did I say that wrong? And then um, I have to tell my own self to shut up, you know, and, and just, and, and accept whatever I, I can't undo whatever I did. So, right. um, but at least, I'm feeling a little bit better because I'm, I'm becoming more, at least more conscientious mm -hmm. of, of my reactive. Um, mm -hmm. I don't always react, react um, physically, like openly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is great and all, but I would like to get the inwardly part to settle down. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah, I think that causes more anxiety if, if I can't express. So. It, it does, Brenda. And and that's, and it's all a process. It's all part of the work. And you're exactly right. Your awareness of your reactivity is a beginning place. So recognize that's growth. Two years ago, you weren't even aware when you react, right? Well, now you're aware. And, and so it's just, it's the ongoing. So trust me, I've been working on this stuff for like 15 years. Okay. And, and and I still have stuff. I mean, it gro growing in differentiation is probably the hardest work you'll ever do. Let me, let me say it that way. It's the hardest work you'll ever do. It's also the most liberating work you'll ever do. Because you get freed up. And I'm, I mean, so one of the things I would say also, I'm back to teaching now. Sorry, I, I can't take the teaching hat off for very long. Uh, is less differentiated people are less free because we're bound up to our emotions and our reactivity and to what other people do. And so the more we grow, the more free we get. And, and we don't, and recognize we didn't all start in the same place. So some of you probably came out of your first formations at where I am now. Ken, I want to say, you know, you said not to criticize you. Yeah. I just, I just want to stress that's, that's that love that's in you when you, you know, that's that love that's in you. Because like with me and my family that I, that I'm here with the four of them and I'm the fifth person in the, 
in the in the queue. Mm -hmm. I can I can see myself. I can see myself where you where you just talk about the six of you guys there. Mm -hmm. Each person is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But each person react the way they are, and I'm the same way here with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like one of my friends was mentioned to me the other day. You know, you live in a rich home. I said, I don't care about a rich home. I know where I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. And, it, and you know, like they said, be consistent in what you're doing. You right. Know? So right. this is where, and, and with you guys there, everybody was doing, because like, like when Mr. Allen say words, I just go like this. You know? And, he, and, he wants to say words. Right. So I just... And we're yeah. each in charge of ourselves. Okay. Judith, I saw you on mute. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question. So where's the balance between showing up as myself, thinking about thinking about being me in the situation and caring for the people around me too? Mm -hmm. So not being not being self-absorbed. Mm -hmm. And, and I would say that comes from your own guiding principles. That's where the balance is. So think about it. Um, we, we all kind of assume that everybody, nobody should be self-absorbed. So we make a guiding principle for everybody. Mm. The, the truth is, if you want to be a person that's not self-absorbed, then yeah, how do I show up as me and also love these people well? Is it ever okay to just get what you want? I, yeah, and, and here's what I think it depends on. So this is the teaching, and I know it's hard, and sometimes we don't get it. But, but I think the teaching would say, and we each get to decide. So I get to decide what it means. So I get to decide whether I'm going to follow the path of Jesus or not, okay? Right. And then I get to decide, uh, okay, and what, what does that look like in my own life? And I get to decide that for myself. Um, even when people behave in ways that, that I believe are inappropriate or not, not wholesome or not right, they have the right to choose that as long as it's within the laws of the community that we, we live in. I, I think the thing I, I want to say is that, so here, here's what I want to say. I'm, I'm just going to be blunt and say this. So, so I've wrestled with this for a really long time. Is it ever okay for me to just get what I want. And I want to say, yeah, there, there get to be moments when you, so you get what you want. You get to just be yourself. And I, so I, I don't want, so I'm, I'm just talking about me and I, I hope I'm, I'm hope I'm helping and not mudding the water. But as I think about what happened at the ball game, I, I don't want to be a rude person and I don't want to be um, inconsiderate and I don't want to be non-conversational. And I think I was all those things while at the same time, I was pretty absorbed in my own little world. I mean, I was content just for me to sit there, and watch the balls and strikes, watch the strategy of the game. I didn't need any conversation. There is there a rule somewhere that says, 
Oh, and Ken, you were rude because you really didn't engage the person next to you in conversation very much. As I think about it for myself, I say, no, I don't think I was. They may have added expectation that I would have engaged in more conversation than I did, but I don't feel bad about how I showed up because I showed up as, as me uh, in, in that moment. So, so I think the idea and the answer to your question is, yes, I want to show up and I can, and I can go to a ball game and be totally self-absorbed, but I also want to be a decent human being and, you know, want, want to, and, and, and so can I show up and be all of that? I, I think I did. Now they may not think I did, but, but I think I did. Okay. And so, and, and the bottom line is if, if I'm thoughtful about okay, I'm going to a ball game with a group of people that I don't really know very well. Okay, well, how do I, how do I want to be? So, so here I'm going to coach myself, Judith, and say, had, had, I been, had I been more thoughtful, I would have asked that question. Okay, kid, you're going to a baseball game with a bunch of people you've never been. How do you want to show up? How do, how do you want to be at the game? And I would have been more thoughtful about, okay, Here's how I want to be. And, and, and yet, for the most part, I think I did that intuitively. Does that help you at all? I think so. I have to get more thought. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. And I, 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 I want to come back and say, and it's about <coughs> you showing up in the way you want to show up in that moment. Um, and okay. And this is how I want to be. You may, you may go. So here's what I want to say. You may go to the ball game, Judith, and say, you know what? Um, what's really most important is the relationships. And so I want to engage all these people. I want to really get to know them. And that's, what's important to me. Great. Go do that. Because that's who you are. See, or uh, if you decide, but somebody else gets to say, yeah, but that's not how I want to be. This is, this is the first time I've ever been to the World Series in my life. It's a big deal. I've been an Astros fan since the day they were birthed, which was 1963. And, and they, they, they never won anything until the last four or five years. And, and, I, and this is my first time. You know, so see, and, and so part of it is, other people, I don't want to feel guilty for what other people's expectations are as I grow in self-differentiation. I want to live in the, in the liberty of, and I get to choose how I want to show up with these people um, when I'm really thoughtful. That's the best I got, and I better shut up before I make a bigger <laughs> mess. No, thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. I hope all of you know, group, that that as we talk and as we 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 as I as I teach you and talk about this stuff, uh, is that I'm 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 wanting to just I'm wanting to tell you my story because I'm working on all this stuff in my life all the time. You know, I'm I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to become a better person, and I am. Uh, so one of my phrases that I would mention 
that's helpful is I'm responsible to people to love them as a follower of Jesus. Okay. As a follower of Jesus, I think I'm responsible to people to love them, but I'm not responsible for them, for what they think, what they believe, how they behave, what they're, or what they think about me. I'm not responsible for them. So I'm responsible to, not responsible for. And that really helps me a lot. Okay. And so what does it look like to, to love them? Well, here's what that looks like to the best of my ability. By the way, by the time we got up into those nosebleeds, uh, uh, those seats, two rows from the very top, uh, is uh, nobody left for the whole game. So we didn't move. We were there for the whole game. Nobody got anything else to eat. Nobody else got anything else to drink because we were, we were stuck up at the top. Yeah, I was thinking about the kind of uh, Bowen or family systems theory concept of not giving up self, which mm-hmm. hardest time <laughs> grasping initially. But it's I think to Judith's question, it's like how do we serve others and love others without giving up self? Because we're not being asked to give up self. So right, right? so what, that looks mm-hmm. for everyone. But like there's a I'm starting to become more aware of a feeling. I kind of get when I know I'm giving up self and that's when I start getting resentful or I start, you know, there's just different things going. I start spinning with all that stuff and I'm like, I'm giving up self here. I need to take a step back, you know, so you can, Oh, you can love others and serve others without giving up self. Right. And, and you can find ways to compromise. So even, even on this question, so I could have said, Hey, I would really love to hang out with y'all. Uh, but boy, during the game, I'm going to be totally zoned out. So would y'all like to meet before the game and go, you know, go to get something to drink or go get something to eat? Or would y'all like to go out after the game and get, and we'll just hang out uh, because during the game, here's what I know. I, I'm going to be constantly drawn to the strategy and I'm going to be distracted and I'm not going to be very good company. So if that's what, so, so do, you, do you see that's a compromise? I don't give up myself. I don't give up what, what I want. Um, yeah. I mean, y'all know I'm a, we're season ticket holders to Aggie football. And when we go to football games, nobody talks to me. But I'm talking all, all the game, processing out loud what's going on. And so now we're in new seats this year. And the guy down in front of me, has started interacting because he thinks the same way I do and he's wanting to talk. And so he and I are talking strategy and all the rest of them are, you know, they're, they're doing whatever they're, they're doing. And we, we all get to, but nobody gets offended. See that somebody's different. Um, and, and you're right, Angela, it's, it's a challenge. And, and that is the goal. How, how do I love others without giving up who I am? Because as a follower of Jesus, I want to love others. That's, that's, you know, if I don't, if I don't want to love, then I don't need to call myself a follower of Jesus because love is, love is the main deal, right? Yeah. And I, and I think too, like, and kind of the idea of having to love yourself and loving others, right? There's, right. there's a mix. And so I think, you know, I think oftentimes we can, we can approach loving someone else as really just people pleasing. Um, and it's, and it's as hard as, as hard as you can kind of look back on your life and be like, oh, I wish I had been more, you know, 
chatty to the person next to me because I hope they don't, I'll never, never see them again. And I really hope they don't think blah, blah, blah. You know, it was a, would that have been loving or would that have been just people pleasing, you know, and, right. and then not loving yourself or loving the other person because you're just trying to win their approval. And that may not have been what they wanted. You know, they mm-hmm. might've been quite content with like not talking to you, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So well, it's, it's, I think it's also a guessing game. Like there, I think it's a balance of how do you love other people well, but then are you really loving them well in the way that you think they want right. to be loved? Like, right. Or are you just right. people pleasing? Or, or, or are, are you just offloading your own anxiety? You know, like you say, okay, I'm worried about what they're going to. So, so now I, I, I do, you know, my thing and, um, yeah. And, and so think about it this way. So all of the, all, all of the other five were down to my right. Well, the person immediately to my left, I'd never met before. They showed up for the baseball game. I felt no pressure whatsoever to talk to them. (laughs) Right. I mean, so what does it look like to love the person to my left as well as the person to my right? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Trish, Pete, and I need to go to a ball game together. <laughs> Definitely, I think because I mean, you were a former athlete as well, right? Uh, high school only, yeah. yeah but I was I, in high school. I think when you've been on the field, you just watch the game differently because yeah. he watches football the same, and and other sports, baseball too. He he's in the game, right? <laughs> Literally, right. and he right. sees that only former players would see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, please uh, let me let me sum up a group, and we'll be done with. Uh, let me sum up with a few thoughts. One thought is we're 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 never as far along as we hope we would be, or that we really are. And it's just important to to just know we've all got work to do, okay, to grow in our differentiation. Uh, when we when we so here's what I would say: when, when I do, never think about this and never work on anything, then I'm I'm going to stay stuck. So my relationships are going to keep being the way they are. Now that doesn't mean I think about all this stuff twenty four seven. I don't. And there are times when I don't think about it at all and don't want to think about it. I promise you, when I'm at a ball game, I'm not thinking about being differentiated. I'm thinking about having a good time. But, but, but in the course of my life, I'm, I want to grow in my level of differentiation, and I am growing. And I see the results in my life, and I like myself better. And so, um, so just think about how am I, am I thoughtful? Am I thinking about how I want to show up? How do I want to be? Even in the car when the guy won't let me in, I want to think about, see, I don't want to be reactive there either. I am, but I want to get to the, what, to, I'd love to get to the place where, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to react to that. I'm, I'm not, and, and I'm getting better at it. But yeah, so be responsible for self, control self, define self, and allow others to be who they are. I, I think I'm going to come next week unless I change my mind. And, uh, and I want to talk about, about being self-differentiated and being a peacemaker. How, how, are you, how do we make peace and 
be differentiated at the same time. That's where my thoughts are taking me. I think I, that's where we're going to go. Uh, so it's going to kind of be a co continuation of this conversation, but with a with a completely different focus. Anybody else need to want to say something? Hey, thank you for being here, and thanks for thanks for letting me talk about this today. And uh, I hope you have a good weekend and a good week. And uh, I'll see you along the way, or see you next week. One of the two. Thank you, Ken. For more information about Faith Walking, visit www.faithwalking.us. We want to remind you, Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. Please consider giving at faithwalking.us backslash donate. Thank you for listening.